All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Friday, May the 13th, 2022. And you know what? We have quite a bit to cover pertaining to the potentially intricate details of some of these developing stories and affairs. I don't think we're going to have a very long Kraken at all today, to be honest with you. I mean, there's not even a, an ability for me to scroll down on my notes here because I was able to fit everything on one page for those that are watching on YouTube. So, again, we'll see what happens. Now, let me just say that a lot of people have been asking, you know, are, Dave, are you going to be doing anything pertaining to the UAP UFO hearings next week as of the day I'm recording this? Stay tuned. I promise you folks, stay tuned. Um, we're going to try and do something a little unique and different potentially. Uh, and I say that with no disrespect to anybody else. It's just that, I mean, everyone that I, um, everyone that I know personally or know of, even if I don't know them personally, they're all covering the, the UAP UFO hearings live in real time. So, um, again, I think, uh, respectfully to be another stream added on to that in real time i don't know if that would be of much help but again we'll see what happens because either or we're going to do something very special pertaining to those hearings but anyways let's um let's jump into it to bang out the uh, the news for uh end of the week wrap up if you will so First and foremost, um, Al Jazeera journalist Shirin Abu Akleh has been fatally shot while reporting in the West Bank. Uh, Prime Minister Abbas says that Israel is, quote, fully responsible for the journalist's death and... Um we see here that Israeli Prime Minister Bennett said in a statement that according to the information Israel has gathered, and I quote, it appears likely that armed Palestinians who were indiscriminately firing at the time were responsible for the unfortunate death of the journalist, end quote. Um, speaking of which, Israeli Foreign Minister Yair Lapid has called the death of Al Jazeera a journalist sad and has offered to investigate jointly with Palestinian authorities. Now, Look, I'm going to be honest with you folks. This is just going back to like I've been discussing on many other Krakens of, you know, the, the, the kids on the playground. He did it. She did it. He did it. You know, she did it. He did it. You name it. Right. Um, I go back to trying to be as consistent as I can possibly be. And I know you folks uh, like to hear my opinion. So I want to be very clear that this is just my opinion. But it, it, I look at it still as human on human. If I'm being truthfully and blatantly honest with all of you, human on human. And again, Unless I was there in real time to see what occurred, I can't say exactly what happened, which would not be fair for me to personally side with either nation, irrespective of the the investigations they conduct. Now, I was about to put the word investigation in quotes because I, I we know for a fact in general governments lie when it suits them, obviously, but I also, to play devil's advocate in real time here in my own head, it would be unfair for me to immediately have the presumption that Israel or Palestine are lying. But again, th this is where it becomes an issue, right? This is that sort of um, good faith, intent, and trust built on a system that clearly has not shown to reciprocate that to the people that have put them into office, regardless of the nation globally. So I, this is the thing, folks. I mean, I, I would like to see some more developments. It's possible, uh, regardless, I'm not saying from Israel or Palestine, but it's possible either party may or may not deliberately or secretly, um, potentially, and I'm saying this potentially, not saying this is happening, but um, tamper with the evidence to suit a particular narrative. I'm not saying that is what will happen, but we have to consider such possibilities because, I mean, folks, it, it, let's look at a big picture. Let's zoom out on the macro. We've been lied to by world governments, not, not just Israel and Palestine for so long. And I'm not saying everything that world governments say are a lie, but I'm also not saying everything they say is, a truth, is the truth either. The point is, what I'm trying to get at essentially before going to the next point here is to... Um, and I'm sure, uh, not to say again, just because I'm behind the microphone... It doesn't make me above any of you. As a matter of fact, probably below a lot of you. A lot of you know way more than me. But the point I'm trying to get at here is that we cannot... 
make a conclusion, in my humble opinion, until we see the full raw data. And the thing is, is that will we ever see it? This is the thing. This is what I wonder. And I truly mean that. And I, when I say that, I ask that in good faith. I'm not asking that as a sense of like um, trying to, you know, uh, provoke or be a provocateur or anything like this and then just say, oh, you know, I'm just asking questions because that's what a lot of um, uh, quote unquote journalists globally do these days. So, it, it, you know, they'll stir, they'll poke the bear, so to speak, metaphorically, and then they'll back off and go, look, everyone, look, the bear's riled up. And then when people say, how did that happen? Well, I just I, I just poked the bear. I mean, so again, not saying the bear had the right to attack, but I mean, based on past reality, what do you think? What do you think would happen? Now, I'm sorry for going on a tangent and veering off of the Israel-Palestine situation. I'm just trying to give you guys a little more of a perspective into um, how I personally think in all of this. So again, pertaining to whether it's Israel that did it or Palestine, that, that was uh, their soldiers were um, uh, responsible for this. <sighs> Until we see raw, unfiltered data, and even then, I hate to be this person, but we've been lied to for so long globally, regardless of the government, that I don't even know if I would believe raw data, even if it truly was raw in front of me. So I, that's the other thing, right? So I, again, I don't mean to stay on this point for too long, but I think that, again, it's about thinking critically and either channeling the, uh, the emotion to an, another topic, if you will, or removing emotion, because in, in this particular situation, I would dare to say global affairs is the emotion clinger for a vast majority of us. Even if you're just driving into work, you know, you hear something crazy, uh, something that you think is ridiculous in your humble perspective and possibly rightfully so the emotion riles up. It's just a natural thing, right? Again, not to go too far off the thing here, but anyways, we'll, um, we'll move on. So point is, guys, it's possible we may never know the true uh, origin of how this occurred. We can speculate, hypothesize, but if I was not there myself, I, I can't say, right? So um, the next thing also, by the way, we have to consider, uh, forgive me, uh, one last thing about this. This may have been sadly, but truthfully, I say this because it has happened in the past and put, I'm, not, I'm saying potentially, not saying this is what happened, but um, this could have been set up and the, the unfortunate, the, the journalist who was uh, sadly murdered, regardless of which country or so soldier or party that did it, is just a pawn in a larger scheme that even the public doesn't realize. I'm not saying that's what is. I'm just saying we have to consider such possibilities because, I mean, at least in my opinion, for crying out loud, we've been lied to for so long at this point, right? And the cover they always play is, well, and when I say they, I mean world governments. Well, okay, that was, those were people that were formally in charge. We won't do that. You know, you can trust us. I mean, can we? So anyways, not to spend too much time on that. The next thing is that the United States House has passed a $40 billion military, economic, and humanitarian aid package for Ukraine. The bill was approved by 368 votes to 57. Again, this is... I. I there's the economic perspective of this, the financial perspective. There's the this, um, multiple different, um, dare I say, uh, sub-perspectives on top of the macro zoom-out perspective. This is a... Um, this this and I'm not saying just for this particular forty billion dollar package. I, I think there was the thirty three billion last week or the week prior, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I personally, I'm not for it, but I'm not against it, and I'll tell you why. I really would need to know where that money's being allocated to truly, not like what's on paper. I would need to see in person. Okay, the money gets there, it's transferred, however it's 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 wired over or what have you. Where is the money truly being allocated? And I, I say this because, look, is it being allocated to some, you know, uh, black operations um, off the books, uh, civilian or military intelligence op? I, I don't know. So 
this is the thing, right? I can't... I'm not for or against this $40 billion package because I would like to see what's occurring there. But again, I, I mean, I've covered my perspectives on previous Krakens, my personal perspectives pertaining to, to Ukraine and all this. I still, it's tough, guys, because playing devil's advocate on both sides is a very complicated issue, and I'm, I'm not going to pretend like it isn't. So um, the next thing is that astronomers have just revealed the first image of Sagittarius A, the supermassive black hole at the center of our Milky Way galaxy. It has been imaged by the Event Horizon Telescope, scientists said at a press conference. I believe ultimately... This is part of a much larger picture of accelerating a particular agenda or narrative. And just because the word agenda or narrative is used um, in my sentence here does not mean that it's bad per se. Um, sometimes things are not always black and white. Um, actually, many times they aren't always black and white. Pertaining to possibly, you know, the UAP UFO situation. I'm not saying this is the case. I'm just speculating. Just trying to think outside the box. Um, with that being said, again, this will provide, I think, hopefully, the academic community on the surface that has not been privy to a lot of the things we have um, explored. Not saying factually, but again, we have potentially explored as being potentially um, truthful or legitimate being able to now provide a vast majority of these academics with such knowledge to be able to change the entire perspective of what we call science. Now, again, that, 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 that's a big um, statement for me to make, in my opinion, because, um, again, I really do think the maybe this is a bit much for me to state. Let me be clear. This is simply my humble opinion. I think the school system, as we know, it's going to have a revamp in the next two decades at most. This is just my humble perspective. It's going to have to. I'm... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that there. The next thing is that I wanted to bring something up pertaining to, again, I'm not trying to get political, but we have, for example, a German Chancellor Schultz and Biden both saying yesterday in their own respective press conferences, and I quote, this pandemic isn't over, end quote. The reason I want to bring this up is because I truly mean it in good faith when I say, folks, it is up for you to decide if you think this is a coordinated effort by certain world leaders globally or if you think it was a coincidence that both the same same words were said at, on the same day at roughly the same time of the respective press conferences held in their respective nations. Now, I'm, I'm truly not trying to provoke and, and pretend like I'm not. I really do mean that in good faith when I say, again, okay, you could argue devil's advocate, Dave. The, the, the words, this pandemic is not over, has been used for the last two and a half, three years now. Grant I understand that. But what I'm saying is, let's take a step back and look. I'm not saying this is what is, but let's just observe potentially the um, the very strong alliance between Germany and the United States, particularly via that of the European Union and NATO. It just makes you think, right? So I'm not trying to get all woo-woo or anything like this, but thinking outside the box a little bit, that's where personally my mind leads to. Maybe it's leading a little bit too far for, for your guys' comfortability, but again, I um, humbly would bet bet against that so uh the next thing is that the united states mortgage rates continue to rise now at 5.3 percent the highest level since july 2009 i again i'm not an economist or anything like this but i, I want to be very clear as well that you know i i know a lot of you are waiting for me to say you know it's possible there's a manufactured crisis occurring and i'm not going to rule anything out guys i'm, I'm just going to leave that there so we'll just um I'm not going to rule anything out. That is my opinion. I'm saying that just, you know, for the sake of YouTube and all of this, that is not to say I am correct, but for the sake of exploring possibilities, one cannot rule anything out in my, my humble take. Um, the next thing is that Twitter, the Twitter deal has been temporarily put on hold. I know a lot of you want to hear my opinion on this, so I'll give it. Uh, Elon Musk wants to reevaluate if spam and fake accounts do indeed represent less than 5% of the platform's user base, as stated by the company. Uh, Twitter shares plummeted by 25% in pre-market trading. Okay, this can go a handful of ways, and I'll, I'll give you my—I'll go right to giving my opinion, and then, then we'll move on. Because I know a lot of you've probably already heard the, the the news as you've been, you know, going about your day and and all that pertaining to Elon and Twitter. 
I have a few different hypotheses as how this is why this is the case. It's possible this is the legitimate reason. What's being reported on the surface is what he's saying. He's he was told you know while the transfer of, uh, was occurring and uh, it still is apparently because it's you know not a small company by any means pertaining to the data that you know the the employment re- all, all these things right that you have to handle when taking over a company. Not claiming that I know how that works, but it's interesting because again you find that you know. Uh, accounts that were generally more as i understand it please forgive me if i'm wrong but generally more on the conservative side tend uh, the second that um elon started uh, you know being able to uh, attain influence after his you know the, the announcement of his purchase and all started all of a sudden it was almost as if a an alleged or potential i'm saying this carefully censorship or shadow ban of sorts via that of a potential algorithm i'm not saying that's what is but potentially was lifted if you will um and what's interesting is that again it, it, pertaining to elon saying he wants to reevaluate if spam and fake accounts do indeed represent less than five percent of the platform uh, as stated by the company um Look, we also have, for example, if I'm not mistaken, I, I apparently he may in fact lay off a, a large amount of individuals at Twitter. This could be the legitimate reason. He could be ticked off um, from a business perspective if he was, say, lied to or um, deceived with respect to that 5% number. Say it's, you know, um, if, you know, say fa- spam and fake accounts represent, say, I'm just throwing a number out there for a hypothetical example, 20 or 30% of Twitter right what elon can then do is go hold on a second i'm paying less for the company and you guys are still going to take it because even if i pay less i'm still going above the 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 public um the the public uh, wall street uh, market evaluation so there's that angle there's also to be fair there's also an intelligence angle it's possible that this whole story is partly true but it's not the full story it's possible this cu- this story is not even true at all it's just a cover Th- that's my those are my three or four different hypotheses of where that could go I don't know yet. This is the thing. And I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know or have some type of inside knowledge. I don't know. So as I observe externally, I will update you guys in real time. And I promise you that, uh, that I will. The next thing is that Kim Jong-un has ordered a nationwide lockdown after North Korea recorded its first ever COVID case. On the same day, North Korea fired three short-range ballistic missiles towards the East Sea. Again, I see this more so as a, an intelligence potential strategy tactic, not, not saying that's what is, it's just my humble opinion. Unless I'm there myself, it's one of the most difficult things to, to report on in my humble perspective and even interpret because we don't even know if the stories themselves are accurate. And I'm not saying that they're not in this case. I'm just saying that, again, especially, you know, nations, again, I'm just... Honestly, I'll just say it. Uh, do we find it potentially coincidental? And I'm s- trying to watch my words here very carefully that... The vast majority of nations that seem to not align with with NATO tend to have these issues more so often than than others, or at least seem to have some type of reporting from an external perspective, not within their nation, being disseminated to the uh, to everybody across the planet, or a good chunk of people. And my point is, is that I'm not saying that you know NATO is bad. I'm just saying if I observe it from a non-emotional, strategic perspective, I still could be wrong. But I currently see it as again. Interesting how the countries that don't go along with NATO or the Federal Reserve tend to have issues with with the West. Now, again, I'm not saying the West is responsible for starting everything, but at the same time, you guys know where I'm going with this. Point being is that with respects to the Kim Jong-un ordering a nationwide lockdown, that could be for any reason, not COVID, but it could be for COVID too. So... Um, the next thing is that one of the richest monarchs in the world, President Sheikh Khalifa bin Zayed al Nayyan uh, of the United Arab Emirates, has died at the age of 73. Sheikh Khalifa was president of the UAE since 2004, but his role had been largely ceremonial since he suffered a stroke in 2014. His half brother, Mohammed bin Zayed al 
uh, Nayan, hopefully I, I'm not butchering the pronunciation of these names, is now in charge of state affairs. The Al Nayan family is believed to have a fortune of 150 billion U.S. dollars, uh, which is about. I believe 123 billion pounds sterling, if I'm not mistaken. As well as being president of the UAE, Sheikh Khalifa was also the ruler of Abu Dhabi, the oil-rich capital of the seven emirates which comprised the UAE. With respect to his death, um, uh, here's the thing with these stories like this, and I'm really not trying to um, create any potential you know, conflict where there isn't any, but... This could have been, truly, the story could have been honest. He could have passed away naturally. Um, I know this may sound a little bit crazy for some that are new to the show or to the channel. I'm not saying this is factual, but there's speculation that, again, the idea that these individuals at the top have access in some cases to particular technologies that could potentially allow them to, um, dare I say, live longer. It's a, it, it, by potentially, I say potentially transferring consciousness. I'm not trying to go all woo-woo on you guys, especially for the ones that come to the channel just for global affairs and developing news. But I think that we're going to have be having in the next 12 to 18 months a very different conversation about said technology in that regard. That's why I bring it up. Now, it's possible that that's the case. It's possible he was assassinated, you know, uh, in his sleep or something like this. I... Um, I'm not saying that's what is. I'm just saying for the sake of speculation, because at this point, I mean, particularly with um, and this is not a um, let me be clear, not a stereotypical remark or address towards that. But it, it, let's let's call a spade a spade. The, these are the oil guys, as I understand it. I could be wrong or one of the big ones, one of the big players. Right. So, you know, when you get involved in, in things like that, um, people take their work very seriously. Not saying that's a good thing, but you know what I mean? The next thing is that Apple has lost its position. Uh, the final thing, excuse me, as the world's most valuable company amid a broad sell-off of technology stocks, Saudi Arabian oil and gas producer Aramco has reclaimed the top spot from the iPhone maker for the first time in almost two years. Investors have been selling shares in technology firms as they move into what they see as less risky assets. Bitcoin, other major cryptocurrencies, and digital assets have also continued to fall sharply. Shares in Apple fell more than five fell by more than five percent in New York on Wednesday to end the trading day with a stock market valuation of. 2.37 trillion US dollars, which is, I believe, 1.94 trillion pounds sterling, if I'm not mistaken. Now, what's interesting here is that uh, this particular uh, line from the report, investors have been selling shares, I believe this is from BBC, in technology firms as they move into what they see as less risky assets. I wonder, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic here, I wonder, or cryptic, but I wonder if that has anything to do with the current affairs and, and um, societal divide on, on what should be done pertaining to censorship and just people at the top, whether in politics or in private business, don't want to dump their large sums of wealth, which again, that's for a different discussion as to whether they deserve it or not, but should um, should dump their large their large sums of wealth into um, said companies that are currently uh, experiencing a potential paradigm shift for better or worse is still too early for me to say but again that's uh, that's my humble view on the situation so again folks with that being said we have a lot coming uh, publicly over the weekend but in addition to that we also have a lot coming for the members as well um, in addition to a very very exciting uh, two weeks starting uh, next week as well so without further ado folks I'd like to thank you so very much for tuning in I promise not to waste your time and just get right down to what I think should be addressed and covered although I'm sure there's a few things I missed but we'll catch you all very very soon cheers